Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by an old boat rigger and an oak tree. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. So I have this big hill in my backyard. It's not too big, but it's it's a portion of my yard. My boys play up on it all the time. We had some uh, some trees up there, giant pine trees and, and some oak trees, and had them taken down just because they were leaning over our house, and we have these giant stumps, and the boys love to hack at the stumps. They have all these tools, you know, real shovels and stuff, not kid shovels because they destroy them, but they hack at them. And one of the stumps, this oak tree stump, actually survived their attacks and started to grow a new oak tree. And again, we have plants for the hill. We're putting garden beds and whatnot up there. So couldn't really have the stump in the way. So I get after the stump. Now, mind you, this stump is not that old. We cut down the tree. It started growing up maybe three, four years. So I'm thinking, no big deal. I'm going to dig a little bit, cut some roots. No, no problem. Well, the old phrase, strong as oak, they weren't messing around. So here's the deal. These oak tree roots... And now again, this oak tree was cut down, so this is like a new offshoot of this of this thing. The oak tree roots that come off of this offshoot are larger than my arm, almost the size of my leg. And there's not one root. There are like eight, nine, ten roots coming out in all directions. It was insane. So I'm hacking at this thing. I have to get out my DeWalt Sawzall. I have to get out my circular saw. And then, then I have to get the wrecking bar. If you've never seen a wrecking bar, it's a steel rod about five feet long uh, about an inch and a half thick in diameter and it has a pointed end pretty dull point but pointed and then on the other end it has this like spatula kind of thing so if you pick that thing up and slam it down onto something whatever you're hitting is is on the business end of something real it's about 30 40 pounds and again solid steel five feet long all you do is pick up this rod and slam it into something and hence the term wrecking bar. So I'm hacking away at this tree stump and it's unbelievable. I'm digging up around the roots. The roots are just mean. They're clinging on for dear life. I have to use two saws to go through these roots because the sawzall is getting destroyed. The circular saw can't make it all the way through. When those don't work, I take the wrecking bar. I'm slamming. I got these rawhide gloves on. My hands are still getting calloused hours. I'm not even done with it. I've been going at it for like two hours. And this is like a three, four year old little oak tree. And the whole time I was thinking like, my God, this thing is just tough as nails. Like, How in God's name is this oak tree so damn strong? And I'm looking at the saws and my hands that are bloodied and nasty. It's like, God, I'm so pathetic. How is this oak tree so strong? And then it really hit me. It doesn't have any other option. Now, think about it. This oak tree is not getting watered, so it's got to find whatever water it can. And I live in Danville, and we don't have a lot of water these days. And it's out in the freezing. You know, Danville drops into the 20s in the winter. And then scorching heat. We got up to, I think, 110, 115 for a moment last, uh, last summer. These are not favorable conditions. And mind you, you have three boys hacking at you with shovels all the time. This oak tree, if it wants to make it, has to turn into essentially stone, which it did. And I was thinking about that, like, God, bless it. 
the pressure that this oak tree is under, the constraints, the just the brutal nature of its existence has made it so strong. And I think about my students, right? Like it's it's not an uncommon thing to to think like, well, you got to put, you got to make things harder for people, and they adapt. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, maybe I need to make make things even a little bit harder for my students. You know, it's not comfortable, but the pressure makes them strong. And that's when I thought about my old, uh, an old boat rigger. I was on the rowing team in college, and there was this retired boat rigger who had passed away, and at one of the large alumni meetings, they were talking about him, and the head coach got up and said a couple things, and he, and he also said, you know, he was, a, he was a good man. He was a kind man. And then he followed it up with saying he had dug ditches for bridges. He had done very hard construction. And he was an old guy, right? So we're talking a long time ago, not with nice power tools. I mean, we're talking hard construction. And and the coach said, you know, he never took that to heart because that can harden a man. And it really struck me because it's kind of like the oak tree. In fact, it's exactly like the oak tree. But in this way, harden a man is not a positive thing. It, it means someone's void of emotion, of kind of caring about the world. And you hear it when you talk about you know, hardened criminals. You can understand that, right? Somebody goes to jail or they're living in criminal culture and world, dog-eat-dog world, you're, you're sleeping with a gun under your pillow or something. That's a hard world to live in. But this, this was an honorable man. He wasn't a criminal. It was just the nature of his existence that was so intense that even good men and women that were going out to work can be hardened, can be calloused over by this. And and it struck me as really a dangerous proposition to push people too hard because you don't want them calloused. You don't want them jaded. But you don't want them soft. So where's that balance? It's a very hard thing to consider. You don't want them to just break, but you also want them to be resilient. And you see this a lot in relationships too. At the beginning of the relationship, things are great. There's a lot of elasticity. Everybody's trying to, to be nice to the other person. Everybody's trying to make things work. They really enjoy each other's company, so nobody really has to work. I mean, that's why you get into a relationship. You, you very much enjoy being around somebody. It's not a hard thing to understand. But over time, enough time, especially, if you are living in the real world, you're presented with two conflicting worldviews. One person sees the world one way, another sees it another way. They see solutions differently. They see all kinds of things, and that leads, obviously, to pressure. Pressure to either give way or to put your feet down and hold your ground. And that back and forth, and that kind of conflict, and that kind of, I'm going to be stubborn or I'm going to have to give, that can callous over someone. That can really 
create a shell on someone and harden them, at least to one other person, in a way that may not be recoverable. If you become a hardened criminal, you, you, you will likely never recover, right? Like those people don't just all of a sudden turn around, at least I'd assume so. And in relationships, if you harden up, if you become less elastic and less giving and you just become rooted in your way like an oak tree, that's a really dangerous spot. And I think about this again with my students. How do I, how do I push them right to the point where they're going to become jaded and frustrated? not push too far and not push too little by the way these these kids are coming in they're taking time their their parents are investing money they're, everybody wants a good result here there's not a single student who walks through my door who's thinking gosh I don't really care if my score moves they care but I also can't just dump a thousand page book in front of them and say go they're gonna they're gonna give up right away or if they stay with it, they're just going to hate it and they'll hate me. And so what is it? How do you do that with someone? And there are some aspects of the world you won't be able to manipulate, right? The hardened criminal, you're not going to be able to change that. You're not going to be able to do anything with that necessarily, but with people, with relationships. I think the answer is to not be too hard and not grind people down is to push as hard as you can but also support them at the same time and give at the same time everybody knows if there's a vacancy or a space in the world that will be filled by something right you're not going to have a vacuum just hanging out like i'm in a room right now there's no way a vacuum could just exist in the middle of the room it will be filled and intentionally giving space intentionally giving ground it will be filled by something it will be filled if you're in a relationship and you give way and you give to that other person you're like you know what you can have it your way all of a sudden you can't be hard and stubborn if somebody says hey what do you want for dinner you say I'll take chicken they say great we'll have chicken it's impossible for you to not recognize it. You, you need to move towards that person. You need to move back towards the center. You can't be hardened and stubborn in your ways if that person just gave way. They just gave you what you wanted. You weren't anticipating it. It's one of the most disarming things ever. When you're ready to be stubborn, when you're ready to be rooted in your ways, when you're ready to not give, and then all of a sudden somebody just in good conscience with a good heart, just says, hey, whatever you want, whatever you want, that takes away people's stubbornness. That takes away the hardness. And I try to do that in my relationships with my students, with my family. I try to push as hard as I can and then give. Give as much as I can too. I push in a very specific way. I push in the homework. I push in the practice test. I push in the class. But then I also give as much as I can. 
Sometimes it's making sure I have Gushers fruit snacks on the shelves. And sometimes it's looking at them when they say, I don't think we can get this done in time, whatever the homework is, and saying, okay, okay, look, I got it. I got it. I understand. Take this one on me. Let's lighten the load. Okay? Get your feet back onto you. And then we're going to push again. And when people see you work with them that way, when they see you give, they don't lock into place. They become elastic again. They become less hard. They become, okay, 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 we're working together. We're working together. Because working together is at the core of not becoming hardened. Right? Working with someone means a give and a take. And if you're given and taken, and you're both making an honest effort towards it, you can't be rigid. It's impossible to give and take when you're rigid. So push. Push as hard as you can, even with yourself. But make sure that you give and you take. And that might ward off some of the unnecessary, stubborn realities of the world that get us all down. And on that note, thanks for listening. Go out and crush it.